Well, tonight, beloved, um, we're we're going to be talking to you about the uh, the Romans nine one one project. We've been very busy these past few years putting these teachings together, and um, um, I think we we could all agree if you if you kind of take a step back. I think I mentioned this yesterday briefly. If you take a step back. Uh, you know, what What are you doing, Holy Spirit, in these 10 days? There's no question to me that in almost every aspect, even every teaching focus, that the Lord is taking us deeper. And that is certainly true tonight um, to introduce the Romans 911 Project teachings. We've lost uh, these last six years. We've been very busy putting together a whole study guide project for the for the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to enter into this season of time. Um, many of you know already about the Romans 911 book, and we actually updated the book with the Romans 911 uh, second edition. This is like the like a um, a. a a book that has all of the details. It, it's not meant to be read quickly. It's a study book. It introduces the messianic part of the family to, to the church in the nations. Um, and it addresses many of the issues that are holding us back from the fullness of this revelation. And so what I want to do first tonight is uh, I'd like to uh, to play a video, and then I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that we're going to be doing, and especially in the fall, as we come into uh, 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 well, I should say the, the 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 autumn months in the United States, because again, I know there there uh, there are people in the nations here that have different seasons, so forgive me for that. But um, uh, in September. Uh, we will be starting engaging uh, into the Romans 911 Project study guide materials. And we have prepared uh, 14 hours of video teachings to really take us deeper into this restoration. So, Locking the Israel peace into its proper place will ultimately bring world revival. It will release the end-time power of God upon the world that the church is so hungry for. It will loose the last great harvest of souls upon the nations. For what does Scripture tell us that Israel's restoration will bring but resurrection power, life from the dead? Now that we are in the time of Israel's awakening, God's church needs to be restored and reconnected to her as it was in the beginning, when Yeshua first established his one new man between his Jewish and Gentile family. If we want the fire, we have to first reconnect the wire. Scripture reads, we are co-heirs together with Israel and are grafted into the same. Back then, this beautiful unity helped to open the gates to salvation to the world, and now it will help to fulfill it. We have come full circle in the family of God. Now this reconnection message in the one new man becomes most vital to help us find a spiritual transaction and to remove all of the obstacles that stand in its way, for the Lord to put them under his feet. The reconnection opens the door to the Father's heart. It creates a passageway for this restoration to take place that leads us into God's end-time plans to establish His kingdom upon the earth. The Romans 911 project is one of the most significant messages of our day. This is in light of the very necessary change and transformation that will bring into the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to reunite us into the one new man and the family of God into John 17 love and unity. Grant Berry has been commissioned by the Lord to bring this reconnection message to the body of Messiah 
to the family of God at this time. I'm talking about that the church is the salvific agent to bring about Israel's awakening. Before we can Romans 9:11, his explosive new book inspired by the Holy Spirit, fully unpacks this reconnection message. It explains it. It unveils it. And it helps us to move into it. But this reconnection message is totally new to all believers, both Jews and Gentiles alike. Just as the mystery to establish the Gentiles into the faith was hidden from prior generations, this mystery to reestablish Israel is very similar. It is the mission and purpose of this ministry to help bring about this reconciliation, which has been hidden in the mystery of Israel's awakening. It is a global message for the church at this time to reestablish love and unity in the family of God. Romans 9:11 is a life-changing message for the body of Messiah, for the body of Christ, to restore His ecclesia. Romans 9:11 fully explains the great need and significance for this reunification in the one new man between God's Jewish and Gentile children and with all peoples and tongues. It brings to light three crucial areas to provide the breakthrough. First, the exposure, healing, and restoration of the deeper human obstacles that divide us in the family of God. Second, to reveal the strategy to help transform the church and move the body into the end time battles to help God bring it to pass. Third, to mobilize, teach, and equip the prayer strategies to fuel these reforms and this awakening. All leaders, churches, congregations, prayer, and Bible study groups are encouraged to engage in this teaching series to initiate this transformation in the one new man and the family of God. The Romans 9:11 message is like a golden key that helps unlock the door to a pathway of realignment in the family of God to prepare the bride for the bridegroom. It helps restore the body to its former glory for its future glory. But this restoration in the ecclesia, the church, is by no means a quick fix. It needs time and study and our hearts and minds need to be renewed into the fullness of John 17 love and unity to melt away the divisions that exist in the body. To rebuild these walls so the Father can send the fullness of His glory upon us. This is why the Romans 911 project has been created. It puts legs and a face to this message, to the significance of this reunion, and to the need for greater love in God's family. The books and the 12-hour video guide teachings help us to step into and embrace the fullness of the one new man and the end-time reforms for the ecclesia, for the church. They are targeted to move and mobilize the body into this reconciliation and realignment and the fight to help bring it to pass. For the Ecclesia to begin this journey of love and faith into this reconnection and alignment message. Will you join the remnant in the Ecclesia, in the church, and become a part of God's end time plans? The Romans 911 project has end time consequences for us all. Beloved, I'm, I want to talk to us just for a moment um, about the strategy. There's a strategy here from the Father to restore love and unity so that he can actually send the fullness of his glory on his church. It's no mistake that the spiritual DNA of 10 days is John 17, love and unity. It's no mistake that uh, Papa Gaylord's message to love one another is foundational to this ministry. And it's no mistake that 
the Lord is releasing this reconnection and alignment revelation into the body. Beloved, there's a pathway here that we need to recognize. We need to understand that the Father needs Yeshua's prayer answered in John 17, that before before the the fullness, uh, the the great awakening can come, before the, the fullness of the glory can be released, we need to rebuild love and unity in the family. So there's a, uh, there, it's really significant for us at this point to recognize that, that there's a strategy here that will lead us into this message. It's almost like, beloved, it's almost like there's a golden key. In fact, we, we talk about the golden key and the reconnection message all the time because it unlocks the door to a pathway of restoration that ultimately will lead to the restoration. You know, the, the, the church age, when it looks back at revival, you know, it, 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 the previous models and examples of, of, of revival and awakening have always come through prayer. Uh, there's a humbling, there's a place of prayer, and then the Spirit of God moves. But because we're in the time of Israel's awakening, while we can learn and glean from previous revivals, this awakening, this final outpouring is not going to come to us the way that others have. And so in a sense, a shift has to take place in, in us in order for, for the Father to be able to re- release the latter rain. And in a sense, the the uh, the former glory needs to be reestablished for the latter glory. There's like a bridge that we need to get on of restoration and reconnection that we must begin to recognize. Because, beloved, there's no substitute for the restoration. And so if we really understood that, there's a Yiddish word, it's called kishkas. It's it means deep down in your gut. If we really understood that and recognize that as, as absolutely significant to what the father is about to do, it would really change our approach. And so, in a sense, this argument needs to be won. And I'm going to talk to you about that in, in uh, the second part of the teaching. But I, I want to play a, uh, um, a testimonial video to you uh, now uh, that was given uh, when we actually launched uh, uh, the Romans 911 project, and and uh, Jonathan was was part of that uh, that testimony. So. You know, this next segment, our testimony time, is most probably one of the most crucial parts of this presentation, especially for Gentile leadership in the church to comprehend, because it focuses on some incredible testimonies from humble servant leaders in the body of Christ who have been on their own personal journeys coming into this reconnection and alignment message. We've invited Todd McDowell from Caleb Global to share on the influences of generational anti-Semitism. We've invited Jonathan Frizz from 10 Days of Prayer to share on the residual influences of replacement theology. And we've invited Lou Engel to share as a global prayer leader, how did I miss this Israel peace? Brother Todd. It's such an honor to be with you all. And I just want to share a quick story. Um, I'm actually back in Hawaii teaching in a global mission base about Israel here. But 
15 years ago, God stirred my heart to join Don Fento with Caleb Global and bring this revelation of Israel to the Gentile church and the missions movement to revival cultures, that this is a key to global unity and global revival. And Grant Berry came to our training base and we had a meeting with all of our leaders. And Grant had this word from the Lord that God wanted to free people from generational anti-Semitism. And he said, Todd, this is something in the spirit. It's not just if you know you have a history of it. Actually, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal that almost all peoples, no matter what country they're from, what you know, even if they don't know that they were overtly involved in their ancestry line in anti-Semitism, he said, the Holy Spirit seems to be freeing people. And I said, Grant, that's wonderful. Go ahead. Here's my, I have a couple new staff, but many of us, we've been doing this for years. We, we're, we, this is our heart for you know, bringing this message of Israel to the Gentile church. And so we're waiting on the Lord. And I just said, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to do it. Grant said, he led us in a simple prayer. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just came on me. And I was confused. I thought, I don't know of any anti-Semitism in my family's story. And then I started grieving and weeping and I got delivered and I was just shocked. And the Lord said, and he showed me in my line, my European roots, there was this anti-Semitism that I was under a curse. And it was, I was just, I, it was crazy. And several of us got delivered. And I just believe God has raised up Grant Berry in this hour. He has this humility, this kingdom perspective with the prophetic clarity and it brought such a shock to me uh, and a freedom to me. And so I just believe this 911 project really has a reach that's beyond just teaching. It's beyond a program. It's beyond mm. just another ministry. This is a prophetic uh, movement that I believe is going to really bring freedom to those that have a heart for Israel and to those that don't. And I think God's raised up Grant and how is uh, this unassuming yet powerhouse couple and so let's just join I, father i thank you that it's not just another message another book another ministry we embrace this movement that it's something your spirit is doing and we embrace the prophetic anointing on this movement and as i was brought to more freedom i pray Leaders all over the body of Yeshua would be brought to another level of freedom, both Jew and Gentile, for your glory, that we would participate in what you're doing in these last days. So we bless this project. I speak life and favor in Yeshua's name. Hey, friends, great to be with you um, during these 10 days of awe. Uh, amazing. So my story... Um, I grew up in a home where um, we loved the Jewish people. We prayed for Israel um, every day as part of our devotional time. And, um, and so that was kind of the context we grew up in. Uh, the first time I heard about anti-Semitism was in college. I was speaking to a Jewish friend, and he was telling me that the church hated Jews. And I laughed in his face. I said, you, you don't know us, so love you guys. <laughs> I couldn't believe he was saying this to me. And so that was kind of the background and context um, that I came out of, you know, growing up in an evangelical home. Something special started happening in 2015. Uh, my friend Greg Healy had a dream, and it was part of a series of revelations to us from the Lord that within our leadership, within 10 days, we needed to have Jewish leadership and that there was a, a greater focus on this. And so in uh, May or June of 2016, I met Grant in, in, in the Denver airport. We were there for a 10-day summit. Greg had brought him. And, um, you know, Grant sat, sat next to me. And for those who know me, my life message is kind of around John 17. And just Grant sat next to me. He didn't say anything. We were talking, a group of us. And as Grant sat down next to me, I just had this thought that I'd never had before. Um, the Jew, Jews and Gentiles coming together is a part of the fulfillment of John 17. For some reason, that thought had never occurred to me. And then Grant opens up his mouth and he says the very thing I just thought. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I just had to, I had to just get close to this guy. 
to have that thought. And he said exactly what he shared. And then later, um, he ended up sharing as part of the summit, which wasn't planned. And it was a very powerful time. Now, part of 10 days and part of our prayer emphasis, we have four main things we feature uh, as our prayer focus. And one of them is praying for the salvation of the Jewish people out of Romans uh, 9 through 11. That's always been part of our prayer focus. But to be honest, that was a part of what we did. I saw it in scripture, but I could never really connect with it at a heart level like I could with other things. And so Grant led us in this time of repentance. I, you know, I felt like, wow, God's doing something in my heart. Something significant is happening. And it, 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 it took place over time, but I remember another distinct moment in 2017 where uh, prayer just started flowing out of me for the Jewish people and this love that I hadn't experienced before for their salvation, just like I would pray for the church. And it just became so uh, natural and a part of me. And so that's part of how God has used uh, this Romans 9-11 message. And I think it's something that's so important so that we as the church can come to pray for Israel and the Jewish people, not just out of duty, but really where our heart starts to connect with the message. Hello. Uh, so grateful to be on this uh, call. Uh, Grant, I'm deeply moved. I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel the days of awe. You know, the, the question is, how did I miss this? <laughs> I was sent out from Calif uh, to California to plant a church, 84. And I was sent out by a scripture. They sent me out with Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49, the day of favor, the day of salvation. I've called you to be a covenant of the people to restore the land, resign its desolate inheritance, save the prisoners, go free. <laughs> I read Isaiah 49 forever about a calling in my life to bring a day, day, a revival to America. In fact, for years, I've read all of Isaiah and didn't really catch it. It's all about Israel and the end times. I'm thinking, how did I miss this? Well, God has been in the way of awakening my soul. I look back, and actually, uh, it was Don Finter's book, um, Your People Will Be My People, that began to awaken me. But I think more than anything, it awakened me to the understanding of the Jewish peoples at the end of the age. But I had never come to the point where in that scripture, it says, your people will be my people. I had never made the transition from the ideology to saying, your people are my people. I've been in this awakening. It's been a process, but it's been actually a major process. But in 2007, I was in Jerusalem. My friend had a dream of four Ruths calling us, Ruth Prince, Ruth Graham, Ruth Heflin, and Ruth of Ruth and Boaz. And because of this dream, there was a second dream the same night that Dutch Sheets and I were calling for global spiritual aliyah. I didn't fully understand it, but I sensed the Lord is saying there would day come a day for global prayer and fasting, my calling, to release Ruth's vow into the earth. And all across the world, there would be an awakening like Ruth had saying your people will be my people and and so even coming up into this into this fast we did at the beginning of the year the Ruth fast we begin to call for a global spiritual aliyah where the church would begin to return to God's people it would be a spiritual return and that there would be a release from the demonic powers replacement theology over the church that God would begin to give an awakening that's what took place in my own life an awakening I can only tell you that somehow even I was reading the book of Ruth and I saw oh Ruth and Naomi oh that's the one new man I thought I had the original revelation and then I heard Grant Berry on a Zoom call talking about this. And I'm freaking out. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm an 11th hour worker in this field. But I'm so grateful that my eyes have been opened. During this time, Yeah, uh, during this fast, God really began to explode in my spirit. And I have found I, your people are my people awakening in my life. I called this fast 40 days of fasting. The young lady, a Jewish, a Messianic Jewish gal, she called me, said she had a dream of me. In the dream, we were talking together, and she said to me, you will not see revival in America unless you first of all pray for the salvation of the Jews. The dream rocked me. I didn't even understand the theology, 
but I understood the word of alignment that was coming, that God was trying to align me with the priority. And because of that, we called 40 days of fasting at the beginning of this year for the salvation of the Jews. What was so stunning to me is during this 40-day fast, I had I got a text from God. I it's the only way I can explain it. It was it woke me so violently, but wonderfully violently. I ran to my wife saying, God just texted me. And the text was this, to the Jew first. And I knew the Lord was saying to me, your whole life you've been praying for America. You've seen the scriptures in the book of Isaiah and the prophecy, but you've only seen it for America. It was hidden from your sight. In fact, Mike Bickle said to me, Lou, it was hidden from you. All the years you sat under my teaching, you didn't get the issue of the Jewish peoples at the end of the age. It was hidden from you because you see God had given you an assignment for the Gentiles to raise up fasting and prayer. But now he's given you this assignment. And when I read, when I saw that text, the Lord said to me, from this point on, from this point on, your major assignment for mobilizing prayer will be to the Jew first and the salvation of the Jews. It shocked me. I believe this 911 project is an explosion, a worldwide revelation to the Jews, to the one new man and the coming of Christ. I'll end this. It was in February that I was in the upper room in Dallas. A four-hour prayer meeting broke out of the day that Jews worldwide, not Messianic Jews worldwide, were praying for the coming of the Messiah because the world is in shambles. On that day, at the beginning of that prayer meeting, I stood up with a Jewish gal. We prayed for a revelation of Messiah to the Jewish people who are crying out this very moment. On the fourth, uh, a four-hour breakthrough, I'm standing there. Uh, in front of that congregation and suddenly the Lord spoke to me and he said, Lou, now you know why you've been, you've been rocking for 68 years. I put you in front of the wailing wall and you did not know it. Wow, it was rock. I, I knew this was assignment. Around the 38th day of this fast, a dream was given to us. And in this dream, I was standing in front of the Whaley Wall. And in this dream, every stone was marked with a beautiful marking from each of the calls that I had done. And this man, this prophet, was saying to me, you're, you're defacing the Whaley Wall. Did you get permission? And I said, I don't need permission. This is my prayer wall. And suddenly, a door opens to the Wailing Wall, and I said, it's, it's, it was never meant to be a wall. It was meant to be a door. I believe God is coming to break the wall of hostility between Jew and Gentile. Not only that, that wall opens to the Temple Mount. I believe there's this coming rising tide of the prayer, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. I believe we're in the days of the bride's Christ uh, prayer, Song of Solomon. The Lord spoke to me. I want you to mobilize the prayer of the, uh, the prayer of the bride at the end of the age. We're in the Song of Solomon, the only place where the name of the divine name is in Solomon's Song, Song, uh, Song of Solomon 8.6. It is the cry of the bride, the flame of Yah. And I believe the bride at that wailing wall is going to be crying. Seal me with the fire that's stronger than death. The very flame of Yah. Many waters. The bride is coming. The one new man. The wall is falling between Jew and Gentile. And I'm just so grateful that in the 11th hour, I've been awakened. Thank God for you who have gone before and helped me on my journey. Amen. Amen, Lou. Amen, Lou. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Jonathan, blessed brothers, we're so pleased and honored to serve with you in the one you man. Hallelujah. So, beloved, three things I want to focus on here. First of all, if, if, if you think that you have full understanding of the Israel peace, I promise you there is a lot more to come. We are just beginning to touch the hem of the garment of this restoration and need now to understand where we're at so we know where the Father needs to take us on this pathway. Three things to point out from these testimonies. Let's look at Tom McDowell, a, a man of God given his life to serve the global church with the Israel peace and the, and the apostolic foundations with the fivefold. 
if he and his group who've given their lives over to serve the Lord with the Israel peace would need to repent to break off these influences. What the Lord showed me that day as I was writing the Ezekiel generation is that everyone in the church has been affected on the Gentile side and needs to come into a deeper place of repentance to break off these influences. These are the influences, beloved, of our hearts. This is, remember, Yeshua said the time would come when we would worship in spirit and truth. So where does the enemy attack? He attacks us. You can equate the spirit to the heart, truth to the mind. Where does he attack? He's attacked the, the body in the heart with the influences of generational anti-Semitism. There are reasons why the church is blind, beloved, and can't see clearly the end times when it looks back at Israel because it was given edicts to love Israel, to, to uh, love them on account of the patriarchs, to, to make them jealous, to not to be arrogant thinking that they had replaced them. And with the mercy that we have received in our own salvation to release it back, these were the edicts that were given to the Gentile side of the church. Paul writes in Romans 11, 13, I am talking to you Gentiles. And we know the history of the church moved in the opposite direction. So it received a measure. Yeshua said, with the measure you use, it will it will be with the judgment you use, it will be measured unto you. And so the church has received a measure of Israel's blindness when it looks back at her. And the enemy came in and stole power from us by attacking us in these places. And so if a brother like Todd, and bless him for his humility and his brokenness to come into a place who was a leader already given, their whole ministry was given, and yet here these leaders needed to come into repentance. Beloved, we all do. We all need to go deeper in this place. Now let's move over to Frizz's message. When, when I met Frizz and, uh, at the Denver conference in, in, um, uh, of 10 days in 2016, I, I was invited to share the reconnection message with a number of leaders. Jason was there as well. Papa Phil is on the call. He was there as well. Gaylord was there. And, and all of us came into a hearty repentance. Um, and John, what Jonathan shared with us in his testimony are the residual influences that replacement theology has had on the church. He knew from scripture because, he, I mean, he wasn't anti-Semitic. He, he, it was surprising to him that the people actually hated the Jews. But he knew from Scripture what the Word of God said and the promises of the Word, but his heart was disconnected, beloved. And so that began a journey for Jonathan to put him on this path of restoration. And interesting enough, in that testimony, he shares and I discussed this with him uh, yesterday. We were talking about it. He shares how he, um, in 2017, he was actually out uh, uh, with the IHOP people. And all of a sudden, he was flooded with this love uh, of God for the Jewish people that he had not experienced before. And I reminded Jonathan yesterday that during that period, he was one of the brothers, along with Greg Healy, who had, I had asked to really edit and take a look at the Romans 911 material from a Gentile perspective. And so he had gone through the whole book and look at the effect that it had on him and the journey that we are all on. And beloved, I'm telling you, there is a pathway here for all of us. Some of us need to get on it. Some of us still need to break off the influences of generational anti-Semitism of replacement theology. But beyond that place, it is, is a journey of renewal. And it's very interesting in Romans, in Romans 11:32, the apostle Paul ends his dissertation on Israel and the church with this scripture. And I'm going to paraphrase it related to this restoration. 
For God has given all of us over to disobedience when it comes to this restoration in his family, that he may have his mercy on us all. And here we are. We are at a point where we need the mercy of God to come on us and, and in us and wash us clean of these influences uh, so that we can begin to move into a renewal. And that is not a quick fix, beloved. And so what is, where does Paul take us from that point? And if you look at the word, I want you to underline the word mercy in Romans 11.32, and I want you to underline it in Romans 12.2, because in Romans 12.2, Paul makes the connection of the mercy that he was talking about in Romans 11.32, and he says, in view of this mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices that you made, and we all know the scripture, the renewing of the mind. Well, I'm telling you, beloved, we need to now enter a time of renewal. There's a time of study and renewal. Once we've been washed and we've allowed the influences to be broken off, we now need to enter a time of renewal. God doesn't want God's children from the nations that, uh, to become Jews. And, and, the, and God doesn't want the Jews to become like the Gentiles. In the one new man existed both Jew and Gentile. The gospel was to the Jew first and then to the Greek. Uh, the one new man encompasses both. But now that Israel is awakening, there is a need for us to re-embrace the Jewish believing side of the body. The remnant of Israel is what Paul calls them, is what scripture calls Messianic believers in, in Romans 11, 1 through 6, these are those that, that founded the church. These are those that, that Paul said from this time forward, there would always be a remnant of Israel. And there are several Jewish believers here on this call uh, as a witness to that. And so that brings me to point number three, Lou Engel's experience. His eyes were opened. Beloved, this message comes only by spiritual revelation. It comes by those who get close to the heart of God. And then he opens our eyes because the influences that are in the way of this restoration need to be removed. And so, so we need to understand the different focuses, uh, but we need need to understand here also that we're on a journey, and the journey is unveiling to us. We're coming deeper and deeper into this restoration. I, even, even with Gaylord's message this week, he took us deeper in, into the love message. Matthew Lilly took us into the fivefold expression, sat, spoke to us about the return and beginning to rethink about how the return may actually end. And so many other leaders uh, that have been teaching us have been taking us deeper. But I'm, 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 I'm telling you, beloved, there is a, a, a need now for us to enter a time of renewal, a time of study. And that's why the Lord has given us Romans 911. We prepared these books from one Shemitah to the next, from 2000, um, from 2015 to, to uh, last September. We completed all the written materials, the 500 pages of Romans 911, and the Romans 911 study guide that has been done with 12 to 14 hours of video teachings that we uh, really would like to invite all of you to begin to engage into in the fall. And once a month, we're going to establish a, a, a separate uh, virtual Bible study for all of us at 10 days and in the global family to begin to enter this process. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there are already a number of us that are on, on this Zoom call tonight that have already done these teachings and 
I could call on them. We don't have time, but I could call on them to individually testify the transformation that they have gone through by going through these teachings. This is not like a, a book that needs to be bought and read. This is a season of time. And if you like, the Romans 911 project is somewhat similar to the Alpha course. While the Alpha course has been given to us for uh, to, to, to foundationally to come into a Messiah, to come into Christ, the Romans 911 project has been given to us to move deeper into this John 17 love and unity in the one you man. And there's a strategy here, but there's also a place of commitment and discipline that is needed in us to go through this process. Because as I said, if we think, if 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 we think that we have the fullness of this peace and full understanding, I promise you that there is more. And I just want to share with you. In the last few minutes, I, I want to share with you uh, a dream I had recently. Um, it was it was one of those sovereign dreams. Uh, you know, we, we we don't have too many of them, but but uh, this one was special for me. I knew I knew I knew that I knew when I woke up. Oh, this dream was from the Lord, and I had to go immediately and spend time and seek Him and, and gain an understanding. And in the dream, I saw three mannequins, three mannequin heads, and they were on a table and they were all bare. And they were sort of one behind the other. Um, and I was actually in a fight with the Lord, a kind of like a Jacob type fight. I was fighting with the Lord because I wanted to know what the second and the third mannequin represented. And I knew in the dream that the different heads. Uh, the mannequin heads represented different phases of this reconnection and alignment message in John 17, love and unity in the one you man. And I was fighting with the Lord. I wanted to know what the second and the third mannequin meant. And for those of you, you know me, I don't give up so easy. So the dream went on quite a while. <laughs> but anyway, after I, the Lord wouldn't let me. And before the end of the dream, all of a sudden, an afro appears on the head of the first mannequin. And so as I take the dream to the Lord, immediately the Lord gives me insight, and he reminds me of the British legal system. Well, beloved, the British legal system is quite different from the American system. In the British legal system, you have two types of lawyers. You have a solicitor who prepares the argument, and you have the barrister that goes into court to deliver it. Obviously, in America, the lawyer does both. He prepares the argument and he goes into the court to deliver it. Well, immediately, as I see, as I get this context of, of the Afro, the Lord reminds me of the barristers in England have to still wear these crazy Tory wigs from the 18th century, the kind of this white Afro wig that they have to put on their head. So bef uh, before they go into court, and when they go into the court, they have to wear this Afro to deliver uh, uh, this wig to deliver the message. And so I know basically the conclusion of the dream became crystal clear to me what the Lord was saying, beloved is that we have to win the argument. And you see, the church doesn't understand. Even today, you've got church leaders, charismatic leaders, crying out for revival and thinking it's, it's right around the corner. And we know it's close, but there's a key to unlock. There's a passageway that we need to get on that is going to lead us to that place. And Beloved, I'm, I, I, um, I can only share this with you from the sincerity in, in all my heart. I just know that I know that in order that the Lord's strategy here is, is 
love and unity must be rebuilt. The father, it's almost like his arms are crossed. He can't release the fullness because there's too much division and separation in the body. And so this message comes to a remnant first. Beloved, what are we going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? The fact that it's not coming to your pastors and to your church leader. It's coming to a remnant. And God is is calling us to enter this, this washing, receiving of his mercy, but also a time of renewing and dialoguing and coming together. And, and in the last year, as we finished the materials, we have now been spending the, uh, this whole year uh, putting the finishing touches to the Romans 911 media plan. And we have a webinar that some of you are aware of already on this call. We meet once a month to dialogue. Um, we have um, panelists, both Jewish and Gentile believers, and we talk about these issues. Beloved, we've got to start talking. We've got to start talking about these issues in a way that, that we can love one another and openly express ourselves, even if we don't agree. We've launched the Romans 911 podcasts. The podcast is a weekly message uh, from the Romans 911 project. And we begin, it, it, it's a 15, 20 minute message where I begin to unpack the different focuses, so many different uh, situations within this one new man that need to be unpacked so that we can more clearly understand. And then in September, we will launch Romans 911 talks. And Romans 911 talks, you're going to see a little bit, a little bit about that in the last video that I'm going to play for you right now, assuming that my computer is going to work. Now more than ever before, there is a great need to bring this reconnection message forth, to bring it before the ecclesia in Israel and the church in the nations, to make the appropriate adjustments and modifications to move together into God's end time plans. There is a bridge of restoration and reconciliation of love and unity for us to cross at this time, to reunite the family of God, to fulfill Yeshua's heart cry of John 17. There is a pathway of realignment between the church and the remnant of Israel that will open the door to the greater glory being poured out by the Father this reconnection in his ecclesia, his holy church, will draw the body into the greatest battles ever for the kingdom of God. They will release the last great harvest upon the earth, bring about Israel's salvation, and prepare us for the Lord's return. But this reconnection message is totally new to all believers, both Jews and Gentiles alike. It has been concealed during the church age and is just now coming to light in the mystery to restore Israel to the ecclesia, to the church, as Israel's awakening comes full circle. Plus, there are divisions and obstacles that need removing from all believers that prevent many of us from seeing and understanding the Father's heart for his family to be one. In this light, full revelation of the Israel peace comes only through spiritual unveiling to those who earnestly seek him. This is why this message is not coming from the church at large at first, but instead to a remnant who are closer to the heart of God. There is a strategy here from heaven that is fully unpacked in the Romans 911 project to increase knowledge and revelation of those who are beginning to receive this reconciliation, and then to raise up an army of intercessors, watchmen on Jerusalem's wall to help bring it forth. With your help over these next two to three years, Reconnecting Ministries will bring this message to the forefront of the church and messianic bodies to awaken the ecclesia to embrace these end time reforms that will revitalize the church. The Romans 911 message will be trumpeted to the church at large 
to lay before them God's plans and pathway for the last great awakening, which require greater love and reconciliation in his family to cause the church to arise out of the darkness, fulfill its destiny on the earth, and to prepare the bride for Jesus' return. Coupled with these study guide teachings, Reconnecting Ministries will promote the Romans 911 Project message through a media focus, through a webinar and podcast series with Charisma Magazine and through TV and radio. We will also promote specific interviews with leaders from both the church and messianic communities who have opened the doors to this restoration, delivering the message to the threshold of the church. But we can't do this without you and without financial support from the remnant who are receiving this revelation from the Lord to help awaken the balance of the church. The Romans 911 Project is one of the most significant messages of our day and has been hidden in the mystery to reawaken Israel and is only now coming to light. This is why we need your help and your prayers to support this Romans 911 Project message, to give life to it, to speak into and strengthen this message. With this in mind, we have created the Give Chai campaign to help fund the message. There is a Hebrew word called Chai, which means life. Numerically, the Hebrew letters that make up the Chai add up to the number 18. For this, 18 is a spiritual number in Judaism, and many Jewish people give gifts of money in multiples of 18 as a result. In this light, would you pray to help us to promote this message and these teachings? Would you pray to become one of our monthly ministry partners and give chai to the reconnection? Praise God. Um, uh, Frizz and I will be doing our teaching in the Global Family uh, our Prayer Room uh, towards the end of the summer to introduce uh, the Romans 911 Project teachings. But I want to encourage you, uh, go on the website, um, join us. Uh, we, we pray every week on Thursdays at uh, from 6 to 7. We also pray in the Shabbat on Friday night. And uh, I want to encourage you, please pray for us as we begin to put the finishing touches to bring this message to the threshold of the church. Mm -hmm.